Hi, this is Dr. Steven with OutClick Magazine. Normally we talk about art, music, travel, but today we have a very special show. My life has been blessed by being able to work in church music as an organist, a pianist, handbell director, and a choir director. I also went to Asbury College, now Asbury University, and from Asbury Theological Seminary. Today's guest is a two-time Dove winner for Stop by the Church and Musical of the Year Make Us One, and also 11 Dove nominations. Uh, she, her music has been recorded by people as famous as C.C. Winans, Lionel Harris, and the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. She's also an educator like me. She's an adjunct professor of songwriting and entrepreneurship in music business at Lee University in Tennessee, and she teaches at her alma mater, Spring University in Michigan. She serves on the advisory council at the School of Music at Liberty University, and she also teaches songwriting at LaGrange College. She received an honorary doctorate in 2019 from L. Bond College of Ministry in Apple Valley, California. I am so excited and honored to talk to gospel music legend, Babby Mason. Babby, welcome to the program today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm happy to join you. Thank you. I have followed your music for 30 plus years. You are such an inspiration. You're a joy to talk to. We have been chatting before the program. I, I was very nervous talking to you. I still am because of just all your amazing accomplishments. Tell us, uh, what have you been doing this year? How is 2020 and the craziness of 2020? Uh, how have you been surviving and what, what's been going on with you? Well, first of all, I've been adjusting to being at home nonstop because I've been on the road pretty much nonstop for 36 years and, you know, traveling, getting on and off of planes, spending most of my life at, at the Hampton Inn and the Marriott Courtyard. So for the past six months, I've been sleeping in my own house and, and cooking my own food. And that's like, wow, it's, it's, it's been a real adjustment to just be home. Uh, but I've really enjoyed it. I've, um, it's been kind of, I think for the first 30 days of being home during the pandemic, I think I just slept because, you know, after you spin and spin and spin and spin nonstop and you stop spinning, I don't know if you ever did that when you were a kid, you went out into your yard and you spun around and around and around and around and then you stopped, but your world kept spinning and then you uh -huh. kind of fell out. And so I think I did that physically after spinning for 36 years and the world came to a stop and I kept spinning and I fell out. I think I just slept for 30 days straight before I woke up and thought, okay, this is not going anywhere. I need to revamp because, the, because life kept moving and I kept teaching everything just re went immediately online. All of my teaching um, um, responsibilities, all of my mentoring and coaching, all of that immediately went online. But I think I've adjusted pretty well because I'm home. And um, I've been really, I did some things this summer that I've never done. My husband is an avid gardener. He has a huge vegetable garden. And so this summer I had some fun in the garden. I picked blueberries, I made homemade pickles. I uh, froze vegetables and canned vegetables and made soup and stocked the freezer full of food. And I've never been able to do that. So, you know, there's, there is a, you know, an upside to, um, you know, being home, being with family, uh, my, my immediate family. So I've been resting and adjusting, but I think, you know, I'm adjusting pretty well. 
Okay. How did you get started? I always go back when I talk to musicians. How did you get started in music and gospel music? What are some of your very first memories when, when you got started? Well, I grew up a preacher's kid in okay. Southern Michigan. I am from a little town called Jackson, Michigan, uh, which is about 70 miles west of Detroit. And my father was a pastor. He and my mom are, are, are both deceased. They're in heaven now, but mm -hmm. I grew up in the church. And once my parents realized that I could play th three chords, I got hired as the, the church pianist because our church, uh, you're a musician, so you understand my, my, my lingo, my, my language. Um, I started playing the piano by ear. My father's church did, uh, the choir members didn't read any music. We had hymnals, but they basically read the lyrics from the hymnal. And so our, our church pian pianist moved away. I was about nine years old. I had a vocabulary of about three or four chords in the key of C. My dad said, hey, Bab, today you're gonna play the piano. And that led to a 20 year uh, tenure as the church piano player until I got married. Um, and when my parents realized that I had some uh, musical propensities, I started taking piano lessons and studied formal music from um, age six. And uh, so I was able to learn how to play the music by ear and, and I can read music and that led to songwriting. But so music was born in me, I think from my, my mother. My mother has a gorgeous voice. She and I did happen to record a couple of songs. And if you'll go to YouTube and look up the song, God Will Open Up the Windows by Babby Mason, you'll see a beautiful video of my mother and me singing this song that I wrote called God Will Open Up the Windows. You'll get a chance to see my mom. But uh, I think I caught my love for music from my mother and my singing from my mom and the opportunity to um, sharpen my skills by playing the piano all of those years in my daddy's church. And then I grew up in the 70s. So, um, you know, I was heavily influenced by the music of Motown and singers like Aretha and Gladys and Martha Reeves and Car Carol King and all of those female singers who played the piano and wrote original songs. So I have a, a huge influence um, from my church, from my parents, from Motown. And then contemporary gospel music came along and people like Andre Crouch and Danny Bell Hall became a huge uh, gospel music influence um, and studying classical music and things like that. I have a pretty much diverse background that's kind of culminated into who I am, but a lots of wonderful influence there. Yeah, that's one of the questions I ask too, is who are some of your influences? Mine, uh, you and Sandy Patty, uh, Larnell Harris, Steve Green, the, the staples of it. As an organist, of course, I have to mention Diane Bish. Uh, I live here in Fort Lauderdale, right down the street from Coral Ridge where the Rafati is. Uh, Master Crowd South Florida performs at the church there where Diane Bish was. Um, but, you know, who uh, some of the others, your influences are, are really amazing. I met Larnell Harris, believe it or not. Um, I met him at the Bluegrass Airport picking up Diane Bish one day. Um, they happened to be there at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They were here for they were well, here for that was a, that's a, a collision of virtual right there. I mean, Larnell Harris and Diane Bish, I used to watch her play the organ on um, television. And um, what a master. You know, that's playing a pipe organ is like driving a spaceship. I mean, it's so many controls and she could just make that organ just sing mm -hmm. like an orchestra. So I, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed watching her perform.
Yeah. Now, like me, you are an educator. Now, I used to be a math teacher. I was a nerd. I used to be a math teacher, but you're also an educator. You taught middle school and college. Tell us about your education. Why is that so important to you? And what, where, do, where do you get that? Where, how does that turn your crank, Debbie? You know, here again, like music, I think the, the love of teaching was just born in me. It's in my DNA. I've always loved school. I love school. I love, I'm a, I'm a constant, consistent, eternal student. Um, I remember my very first uh, Christmas present that I got, well, not very, my very first, but I think it was like my first doll. She was a Susie Smart and she came with a desk and a piece of chalk and a, and a blackboard on an easel and she was dressed in a school uniform and she sang and she did math and she spelled and I would sit that doll on the, in her desk and I would teach her. We played school in the garage. And so, and my father was an educator. My, my father was a pastor, but he had a lot of different vocations. Um, he was, uh, he taught a college at the local, I taught a class at the local college. He was a chaplain at the prison that was not far from our home. So, you know, education is just and in our in our bloodstream, I have uh, I'm in the middle of five um, siblings. Three of us are educators, so okay. we 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 love information and love sharing what we think we know about what we think we know about. So um, plus, I just love learning. I even though I am you know fifty nine ninety five plus tax shipping and handling, I still feel like there's a lot that I don't know and and. And I love exploring. And that's why I do things like internet radio and I coach and I teach because I love stretching myself, even though some days it's a, it, an immense learning challenge and a learning curve. But once I get it, it's like, okay, yeah, I can do this. And this is why I encourage my, my counterparts who are my age, you can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. There's, there's no mountain that you can't climb. If you need help, find somebody who can help you. If you have a question, find somebody who can give you the answer. Go look, you know, the internet, all you got to do is talk into your phone and the answer is, is there. Now you'll have to research whether the answer is, you know, is valid, but at least you have access now to more information than ever before. So mm -hmm. that's why I love teaching because I love to see the lights come on. When a student, when I explain it in a way that the student can grasp it and they take that information and then they understand it and the lights come on and then they can apply it to their own life and it makes them better. Well, then, then that's what, that, that is where the love of education is gratified um, when what you're teaching makes somebody else's life better. And then you can see them advance and you can see them use their, their gifts and their talents uh, to make somebody else better. And then, we, then therefore we make the world better. And I've taught long enough where I can see um, some of my, my students who are now educators or who are now performing and they're writing songs or they're teaching students or they're working in a, um, in, in their field of, you know, of um, education or, or their field of their area where they love or they're gifted in that area. And I see them and they come back to tell me, you know, you helped me to, you helped me to make my life better. It's, it's worth it. It's so worth it. And mm -hmm. so that's why I continue to teach after all these years. It's very rewarding. 
I remember at Asbury that all of the faculty were very dedicated, but the music faculty were um, even more dedicated. It was so much more time to between the lessons and then going to the students' performances. And it's it's such a vested interest of taking, you know, that interest in the students and going to their performances and seeing them get up on stage and perform like that. I mean, how fascinating, how amazing would it be to get to study under the Babby Mason? But um, I know that when at Asbury, one of the things they emphasized was that teaching is such a ministry and such an outlet and a way to minister to students, whether you're in the public school sector or private school sector or higher ed. That was one of the wonderful things I enjoyed about the teacher ed program at Asbury was how they taught us to blend that together and really minister to the students. I'm sure your students really enjoy that with you. I hope um, so. Um, yeah. And a lot of them come back and tell me that it does make a difference, yes. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that I have on my list are, my favorite hymns are Praise the Lord the Almighty, the Heiferdahl tune, which is Come Thou Long Respect to Jesus and a couple others, and Oh for a Thousand Tongues. I'm curious, what are some of your favorite hymns? Well, I remember my father, um, walking through the house, or as he might lead out in singing in the church, he would always default to this hymn, I Love to Tell the Story. That was one of his favorite hymns. Um, so whenever, uh, I don't hear it sung much uh, nowadays, um, in the days of you know worship music and what have you, but I do love that hymn, I Love to Tell the Story. And then my mother, um, my mother actually played the organ. She took organ lessons. And uh, mm -hmm. back in the day when you could go to the to your local organ store, you know, mm -hmm. where they sold piano and organs, they would always have somebody there teaching lessons. And she went every week to her organ lesson. And um, she was, um, she didn't play very much in public, but I think it just gave her a lot of, um, um, just a lot of, enjoyment to sit mm. down at the house and play. And one of the songs that she would always gravitate to um, was What a Friend We Have in Jesus um, in the key of F. And um, that was one of, matter of fact, when I first started taking piano lessons, my very first piano teacher taught my, my first, my first method book was the Baptist Standard Hymnal. So mm -hmm. I didn't um, start taking lessons from like John Thompson until I got another piano teacher who used that method. But my very first piano book was the Baptist Standard Hymnal. And so um, one of my very first assignments was What a Friend We Have in Jesus and Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. And those two hymns yeah. are, are were my mother's favorite because she played them all the time. Yeah, my dad's favorite is the old rugged cross. Yeah. Now you've got a lot of uh, great songs, but one of the reasons, and I followed your music for 30 years plus, but one of the reasons why I reached out to you uh, to talk to you uh, today um, is because 2020, everyone had their challenges this year. Um, but there, there were, when the music shut down, the churches shut down and all of that, it was, that was one of the challenges for me. And I found YouTube premium music and God put some songs out there for me, there was about five that really ministered to me in a way, and I was shared this with you before we started, that ministered to me in a way just was absolutely uh, phenomenal. Um, and it was your song, All Rise. Um, and I'm gonna have Arthur put up there. There is a version of you singing it uh, with Bill Gaither. He hands you the mic. 
Um, and for those that don't know the song, it's about going into the throne and you kneel and God says, you're going to all rise and you're going to all rise with the angels. Um, and I'll let you talk about the song too. But <clears throat> for me, the challenges that I went through, that song to me came to me and said, whatever challenges we go through, it doesn't matter because there's going to be a time and a place where we're going to walk before the throne and we're all going to rise and everything that we endured or went through or gained or lost isn't going to matter anymore. And we're all going to rise before the throne. And I've listened to that song probably a thousand times. I mean, this is where Bill Gaither hands you the mic. Um, and so tell us about this song. I've told you kind of what it means to me, but tell us, uh, if you remember singing this um, at this particular time or just a song in general, but this is amazing to hear you sing this. Well, of course, um, I love singing with Bill Gaither. I mean, that's a very memorable occasion. I've sung quite a few of those on several of those videos. Mm -hmm. um, but the story behind All Rise is kind of an interesting story um, in that I quit my job as a school teacher. I taught middle high school music a lot of years. And I, and as music began or singing, performing live began to encroach upon my day job as a school teacher, um, then I got enough courage to quit my job and launch on into singing in music ministry as a full-time vocation. And the year that I quit, I went out to a, to a music conference in Colorado um, called the Christian Artist Music Seminar in the Rockies. And mm -hmm. they had a competition out there and I entered a song into the competition and they, there's a panel of adjudicators uh, that score your song on the lyric and the melody. And the song that I had submitted at that year, they said it was trite. The lyrics were trite. The lyrics were overused. And they just ripped my song to shreds. It was like that <laughs> saying, Baby, we love you. Baby is ugly. That's how I felt. And so they just finished ripping my song to shreds. But during that week, they had a, a lot of work uh, workshops. And I uh -huh. sat in on a songwriting workshop for the first time, Stephen, I realized that songwriting is a craft. It's not just inspiration, but it's perspiration as well. You have to hone it and work the lyric and get an idea and find a title and a rhyme scheme and a form and all these things that go into writing a better song. And right after leaving that competition, I came in third in the vocal competition. So I walked away, I walked away with a third place trophy but, and I felt pretty good about that while I was out there on that mountain in that conference. But on the way home, the thought of losing just began to sink in. And I felt like a loser because I, I'm not a third place kind of person. You know, I've, I felt like if you don't win first place, then you've then you, then you're last place. Me, there's no place for mediocrity. Third place just wasn't good enough for me. And I began to beat myself up and begin to wonder why, what, where was I lacking? Well, about two weeks after that conference, I was walking through my house and the words to all rise just kind of were served on a holy silver platter. And I sat down and in just a few minutes, the song was written. And I went back out there the next year, entered the song into the competition again, and it won first place. As a matter of fact, Sandy Patty, she was the first person to sing the song because every year when they have the competition, they always have a, a uh, artist, um, industry level singer to sing the winning right. song. And Sandy Patty sang All Rise in the, the night that it was announced the first place prize. Now, Sandy Patty was the singer that sang it. I haven't heard her sing it. I didn't know that about that. So I'm gonna have to research that and see if well, I can Well, she, she never recorded it. Okay. She never recorded it, but she sang it that night in the 
in the when they announced the winner in their competition. So okay. she never recorded it on a record, but she recorded it because it was the winning song that night with the Continental Choir and Orchestra, and it was a moment for me. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing is the song uh, began to kind of take off and I, I recorded the song and Scott Wesley Brown recorded the song and um, okay. it, it began to start making it an impact and it's become a signature song for me. But, but, it, but when I wrote the song, I was reminded of the book of the Revelation chapter seven. And if I can get my phone open here, I'll read the passage to you. And it says this, um, beginning chapter seven, verse nine. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hand. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And so what it shows is that worship is there's, there's power and victory in worship. And that worship is the act of rising up and bowing down, bowing down and rising up. And, um, that has carried me through a lot of years. So here's the, here's the point that even out of that, what felt like a great loss, Mm -hmm. um, after I lost, I came in third place uh, during that competition. Out of that loss came something that was beautiful, this song. And I wonder if I'd never gone to that competition and I never, if I never came in third place, would I ever have written the song? You know, so out of that, what felt like a great loss, what came, what came out of coming in third place, what came out of a low place, is a song that has really been a signature song that has carried me through the length of my career um, as a singer. So I thank God for it and I wouldn't change, change it for the world. Mm. Well, it, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I said, and I, there's a place in the song when it gets to, and I started over again, it gets to that place and I started over again and started over again. And it's just that thought of all rise, we're going to walk in and we're all going to be told all rise. And it's the, the just, there's, there's a feeling about it that I just can't describe. And so it's, it's phenomenal. I'm glad you had that experience because it's for me, it's whatever loss there is, there's going to be something phenomenal that's going to come out of it. I well, thought, that shows us that through Christ, we always have victory, you know, to stand. When we stand, we stand in a place of victory. We are overcomers through Christ who, who loves us is what the Bible says. So that's I, why I think being able, there's nothing more beautiful to see a whole room full of people but sometimes by the thousands, I've sung it at Women of Faith and Billy Graham and Bill Gaither. And um, I've even sung it at Coral Gables Church down there in, um, in South Florida, uh, Coral, Coral Ridge. And it's just phenomenal to see people standing all over the room uh, recognizing the presence of God. And I also noticed at one point in the video, I believe it's Blair from The Facts of Life, Lisa Wilchel, who is in the audience. She's very vocal about her faith. And you have worked with Lisa on some projects. We were chatting about that. I think that's fascinating if you stop it there. Um, so you've, you've got to work with Lisa on some projects. Yes, because I... Um, um, 
am a singer and a worship leader and a, and a speaker. I've got a chance to speak at and sing at many, many, many women's conferences. And Lisa Welchel is a women's conference speaker. So yes. we have spoken on the same platform um, at Women of Faith and all over the country. We've shared the same platform at women's conferences everywhere. So uh, we've we've been on the platform many times together. Yeah, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Well, thank you for that. I've got a couple of surprises for you. I dug out if Arthur will. Oh, there she is again. That's yeah. it. So, so if Arthur will pull us back, I found. Do you remember these? Yes, of course. I've carried these. I also have standing in the gap. Standing in the gap. I have standing in the gap. I have heritage, heritage of faith. faith. This one's really gonna date both both you and I. Do you remember this one? With all That's my heart. With all my heart. This one is 30, it's, it's cracked and everything. I've carried this, this one's 30 years old, 1990, but I've carried, I think the CD is still. So for the younger people listening, this is a CD. <laughs> but I've listened, I've carried these. Like yep. a granddaddy record. Yep, yep, there's some phenomenal, but these are some of the cherished treasures of the years that I have carried um, in these songs. And I remember listening to these in the car and everything else, but I've carried these for years, so. I wanted to, that's my surprise was my, well, yeah. held on to these. That, listen, that's so cool because that that, chronicle, that chronicles, you know, my my life, a whole season of my life when I was recording with Word Records and yep. uh, with all my heart was the first, was the first uh, CD and mm -hmm. then uh, A World of Difference and Standing in the Gap. Um, well, no, With All My Heart was not the first. With All My Heart was the second. The, one, the first one that came out was Carry On. Carry On yep. was a bright yellow CD and uh, with, with big hair. And I'll, <laughs> I'll not forget that. But those are some of the best songs that I've written. Uh, Standing oh, in the Gap and All of His Glory, each one. Um, right Now is the Right Time. Um, my Duet with you, Michael English and All of His Glory. Some of the best songs I've written are on those CDs. And when you can't trust his, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart. That's another good one of yours. Yes. Um, I want to talk so we could I could yeah. I feel like we could talk all day about that, but I know you've got things to do. I do want to mention you have a radio station. You've got a, a million projects, you got a radio station. I'm gonna have Arthur pull that up. Tell us about your radio station, how that came about, how you conceived that, what's going on with your radio station, Abby. Well, when I uh was was nearing, I was I told y'all 59.95 plus tax shipping and handling. And when I was entering into that season in my life where um, some people consider retirement. Um, that's not in my foreseeable future. I don't really want to re retire. I want to refire and I want to use my gifts and talents for the Lord until I breathe my last. I feel like a lot of, I have a lot of living left to do. I've got a lot of gifts and talents I want to use for the Lord. A lot of people whose lives I want to impact. So I um, asked the Lord, how could I perpetuate ministry when there was a time and this was years ago, which was seven or eight years ago when I asked the Lord, how can I perpetuate ministry um, when I'm not, you know, wanting to travel as much or not able to travel as much, not even knowing that COVID was on the horizon. Um, but you, uh, I wanted people to know that I teach and train and I mentor and I coach 
singer songwriters and authors and i have a workshop an annual workshop where i teach sing singer songwriters and authors how to better their craft and use their ministries and their gifts and talents for the lord and to encourage people and i thought i heard the lord say internet radio and okay. i created babymasonradio.com as a platform where these people who you see their pictures uh, that must be a live shot because those pictures are scrolling across the screen. All of those people are independent singers, songwriters, and authors whose works are displayed and celebrated on the radio station. So they're singers, they're writers, they they write wonderful music. And when you log on to BabbyMasonRadio.com, you'll hear a great majority of the songs that I've written across the years, the stories behind the songs, how the songs were written, but you'll also be introduced to great people who um, who have written great music and they have wonderful stories to tell and you'll be introduced to them as well on babbymasonradio.com. So it's a really cool platform where if you're a singer, songwriter, or if you're an author and you want to celebrate your book, you want to celebrate your music, check me out. Um, you can email me at babby at babby.com or go to my official website at babby.com um, or go to babbymasonradio.com and, and click contact and let me know. You can send your music to to me at the station, and if it if it clears our our you know our checking system, um, then you you can get your music played on the station. So it's a wonderful a, a great place for independent singers and songwriters and authors to celebrate their work and their music and their stories. Okay, phenomenal. You've also got a TV show, uh, Babby's House. Uh, so you've got no shortage of projects right now. Babby's House. If you want to tell us about Babby's House, so no. what's going on, Babby's House? <laughs> I do. You know, some of these things, these these projects like Babby Mason Radio is uh -huh. something that I I launched myself I've, um, as a way to continue ministry, as a way to um, help others to perpetuate their ministries. But Babby's, Babby's House, the TV show kind of happened. I didn't even really see it coming. I was a guest on a local television station. They had just launched their uh, their their station in the Atlanta area. And I was a guest on one of their evening shows. And the producer said, um, for our licensing, we need some community uh, type programming. Would you be interested in hosting a television show? Okay. And I, I'd never hosted a show on television. Of course, I've been interviewed bunches of times and I don't have any problem you know, talking and carrying on a conversation. And so I said, sure, I'll do it. That was 20 years ago, and I'm still uh, hosting Babby's House. And Babby's House is, we taped the show at WATC TV 57 in Atlanta, but it's syndicated all over the world on a lot of different cable stations. It's on uh, the NRB TV network. If you have Direct TV, it's on the NRB network channel. Um, it's also online. It streams online, so you can go to WATC.TV and watch the station live as it's um, on the air. My show comes on every day at four o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So um, I'm on every day on that station. You can just go to the internet and log on. It's like the word watch, but with alpha H, W-A-T-C dot TV. Okay, that's fascinating. So my little Dr. Stephen show, but a whole lot fancier for you. And then you've got a songwriters conference coming up um, Saturday, April 24th, 2021, uh, your virtual conference. So tell us about your conference. You've got that coming as well. People want to get involved with that. 
Yes. Well, you know, it, this all goes, Stephen, this all boils down to the fact that I'm a, I'm a born teacher. Yeah. And I love sharing information that helps people fulfill their dreams mm. and God's plan for their life. And if I can share, if I can teach and in my teaching help to make you better, then that's what I want to do. And so for years, probably for 35 years or so, we have hosted a conference called the Inner Circle. And uh, this year we hosted the Inner Circle and it was because of COVID, it was totally virtual. And in April, it will also be virtual. And our upcoming conference is April 24 for singers. And I mean, sorry, for songwriting, it's a songwriting conference because we, we, we um, one, one version of the conference is for singers because we help them to launch their ministries and give them tools to perpetuate ministry online. And then the one version is for songwriters. And so this upcoming conference, April 24 of 2021, will be just for songwriters. And you can get more information about the inner circle at babby.com. And or you can register there um, by clicking on that link when you go to the site to babby.com. And and this year we are also featuring a competition uh, so you can learn about songwriting, but you can also enter your original song if you want. And uh, the beautiful thing is that the Internet is global. So if your song ends up on Babby Mason Radio, it can be played for the entire planet, which is kind of fun. And we get feedback all the time from listeners who say, I'm listening to your station. I love this song. Who is this artist? So, if you, you know, this is the day where independent artists can really shine. And that's what we're in the, you know, the, the, we're in, we're, we're a part of that, that chain of people, radio stations, TV, internet to help independent artists go to the next level. Mm. It's amazing to hear how your ministry is not just, uh, singing, but it's teaching and and conferences and the TV show and the radio. It's how your ministry has converged and diverged, and it's just such a great example of listening to God and 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 hearing the call and standing in the gap um, and going to all these different ways and using technology and opportunities and just being open to God's plan in so many different ways. It's just fascinating. I really appreciate you talking to us. This has been fascinating and, and getting to share our at least my personal experience with you and, and to say thank you for your ministry and thank you for all that you've done over the years and the ways that you have reached out and ministered to people. Well, thank you for letting me share my heart and my experiences and my joy for what I do. You know, this is, I heard somebody say, if you, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's partly true. What what I do is work. And sometimes when the internet isn't working right and the station goes down or there's some kind of technical snafu and I want to pull out all my hair, it can be very frustrating. But at the bottom line, on the bottom line is I really love what I do. And three mm -hmm. things, I'll leave you with this. When okay. you find your sweet spot in life, when you really begin to discover why you were, you were born and you can use your gifts and talents for the Lord to impact people, I think three things will happen. Number one, when you find your sweet spot and you begin to use your gifts and talents, uh, three things will happen. One is you'll, you'll give glory to God. God will get the glory. If, you're, if you are, have a heart where you really want to you know, make God look good, number one, you'll, you'll give God glory. Number two, 
You'll bless a lot of people. I get mail, email, phone calls, text messages from people whose lives are impacted by what we do. Mm. And three, you'll find a lot of joy. You'll find a mm. lot of joy in doing what it is you do. And in that, you get gratification. Plus, you might be able to make a little bit of something to put some gas in your car and 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 drive through Chick Fil A. You know, so there are a lot of there are a lot of benefits finding that sweet spot, and that's what the conference is all about. It's helping you discover uh, mm. why you were born, who you are, your gifts, your talents, and how you can do how you can use those gifts to make God look good. That's what we're all about. Yeah. And I, I've experienced that in my own journey. I've gotten to do so many different things, whether it's be organist at a church or a math teacher or working in medical education or now the magazine. My road has taken uh, my life has taken so many different paths and roads. But I've learned that's part of the fascination and part of the unveiling is that what is next? And it may be completely different than it was yesterday, but um, it's the people, as you said, it's the people that I've gotten to meet and the people that I've gotten to work with. And um, now working with the magazine, we, we had the most wonderful people and clients to work with and getting to talk to people that I never dreamed I would get to talk to and spend some time with and get to hear their stories. Um, that's really been the most enriching and fulfilling part for me is getting to sit down and talk to people uh, and people like you. So thank you. Thank you for that word, Abby. Absolutely, um, Stephen. Remember, as long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. Thank as you. As long as you have a pulse, you have a purpose. You have a purpose. Um, the last question, you, you already answered my, I always ask, do you have any encouraging words for people? You've already answered that question. Uh, so that's why I always question you. You've got to jump ahead of me. Good for you. Um, the other one is, is there anything you wanted to cover that I didn't ask? Oh my goodness. I mean, there, there are a lot of things we can cover um, mm -hmm. because I, not only do I sing and write, I write books. And I think in one of your questions, you mentioned the, this I know for sure, uh, yes. book and Bible study, but I have lots of books. I have a, uh, my most recent book is called Fully Qualified. And I didn't grab a copy of that off the shelf because you mentioned this, I know for sure. So I grabbed that. But you can go to uh, my website at babby.com and grab a copy of Fully Qualified. I wrote that book because I, I write, I work with singers, songwriters, and authors. And this is a book with a lot of the tools, the techniques, the principles that I've developed along the way in my coaching um, to help singers, songwriters, and authors Number one, find their sweet spot. Number two, use their gifts and talents for the for the Lord. So the name of the book is called Fully Qualified. And I'm actually writing a songwriting book right now um, called Songwriting Made Easier. So if you are if you're a creative person and you want to learn more about using your songwriting, your your singing, your book writing, and you want to be better. Uh, because these are skills. These are, these are developed skills. And it re really helps kind of have somebody over your shoulder to kind of okay. say, you know, honey, that, that's a great idea. That's a really good idea. But over here, you might want to tweak that a little bit. You need somebody just kind of over your shoulder to kind of help you. And if I can be that person or direct you to that person, you kind of need to be in the water with other creatives because as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. And when you get in the water with people who um, have honed their skill, they can pull you up and help you develop those skills. And that's what we're all about. 
All right. I'm going to have Arthur pull up your website. I know your your book, you've got a workbook, a book, and the CD is all on there. If Arthur can pull that up here in the last minute. But you've got a lot of great resources. I love this picture of you um, there in the church. But then this is uh, this is the website. It's got Inner Circle on there, Babby's House, um, all of your dates, your media, everything on there. I think maybe these CDs might be out of print. So I'm going to sell these. for These going to be on... Uh, now these are these are my cherished copies. I'm just kidding, but we've got uh, you've got a lot of your resources <laughs> on there. So um, <clears throat> Arthur's going to put up your and if website. You, music, you can go to iTunes or you can go to my website. I still sell CDs because a lot of people still buy CDs, or you can mm -hmm. get digital downloads from my even from my website. So if there's music out there that you can't find, come to my website and we'll help you find anything that you want. Yes. And Babby answers her email. She's answered mine too. She actually answers her email. She listens to her, her followers. Um, we've got your website up there. We've got your um, radio website up there for you, Babby. Um, and Arthur's gonna put up your Facebook. You've got Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Carrier Pigeon, as I say, and, and all of the, the famous um, um, social Never media. in a bottle, paper, airplane. Ten, two, two, two tin cans and a string or whatever it takes. So, yes, absolutely. That's right. Whatever method or mode, we got it. You got it. Well, it has been so much fun talking to you. I've just really appreciated your time and getting to know you uh, even more so and sharing, sharing your ministry. So thank you for joining us. If you want to stay updated on us, our website is outclick.com or you can text OCQ228. To just say updated on us. And again, Babby Mason, it's been an absolute joy, honor, and privilege. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, my friend. God bless All you. All right. God bless you too. Everyone, stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.